This machine kills fascists. What's up, classmates? What's up, classmates? This is how little takes. <laughs> I think I think a lot of our classmates are the ones actually listening to this. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that anyone from my high school listens to this podcast. <laughs> and I would and I would honestly hope that they do not. That would be kind of funny though. If you got a if you got a letter in the mail, got a postcard, and they mentioned your It'd be weird. They like, mentioned they mentioned your takes. If any of them did, when they listen to this, they'll be like I'm gonna stop listening to that podcast. I feel fucking weird. Yeah. Now, now, <laughs> n- now, who's on this under the spotlight? You, you, you sick fucks. <laughs> you sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we didn't know you were listening this whole time? Yeah. I'm talking to you. Uh, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm gonna bleep all this out. It'll be funny. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm talking about you. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I just put that. One all of you. It. I gotta bleep that out. Well, what's up? Two episodes in two weeks, baby. Yeah, look at us. Welcome to Hot Little Takes. Happy New Year. Fuck yeah, this is our second one since the New Year. <laughs> wow, two <laughs> is already that right? in the New Year? I guess our other one came out like a couple days we're after. Just, we're just pumping it out. Yep. Our refractory period is getting smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. You ready to go again? We are. Yeah. <laughs> just let me get a glass of water. <laughs> oh my god, can I have a snack? <laughs> my snack? <laughs> I'm dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of my favorite uh, we've been fucking for too long scenes is uh, actually from the from the notebook when they finally bang after all those years and they're lying on the floor and he's like, I want pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts to the notebook. Notebook is a great movie. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, I remember watching that when I was heartbroken, mm-hmm. young college guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I was embarrassed to be watching it, but I was watching it by myself while my roommates were asleep or something like that. Did you have an emotional experience? Oh, I sobbed like a baby. I'm That's sure. a great movie. Yeah, I'm sure I was like a noodle. <laughs> a wet noodle. <laughs> I think it's I think men should watch these movies. This is actually this is a really easy segue into a little thing that I wanna fire off about. Sure. Segue away. There's been a lot of God, I wish that I could just Joe Bluth out of here. There's been a lot of, a lot of, I guess it's journalism, coming out over the last couple of weeks about why men don't want to see little women. Oh. And I guess that this is a whole... Is this some angry men's rights insult? Yeah, shit? they're like, I can't... I can't get enough of that show, man. <laughs> you know, I hate it. It's like bad reality TV. These guys are toxic, but... <laughs> God, it's always something. Uh, little women, huh? Yeah, they're pi- they're they're pissed about little women. They're like, we're not gonna go see it. Are they like, when's little men coming out? And you're like, well, that is a thing. <laughs> little men is literally every other movie that came out this year. Little men. All about men getting old, and being sad about it, mm-hmm. or getting divorced, and they're sad about it. Um, every other Oscar movie is uh, about yes. this. What? It's a plight. Being a man. Oh my god. I'll it's tell just, you. But also, it's like listening to women talk cares? about their cramps every month. Who gives a fuck if guys don't want to see this movie or not? People are going to see it, and it's a fucking beautiful, perfect movie. Why, 
what is their impetus for not wanting to see? Because it's about chicks, and they're like, I don't get chicks' problems. I don't want it. So is it not even like, well, I guess none of them have girlfriends who are trying to drag them into the movie, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, so, I think that that so has why, to do So what's it. the issue? Are they like surprised? They're like, what? All these, all these angry guys who hate women are not wanting to see little women? I don't understand what they... Where's the controversy? I just think it's stupid. I don't know. I just think that men are fucking babies. And That's I think, true. And I think if you don't want to see little women, you're a little bitch. Well, that's really my hot it seems take like, on that. It seems like it's got a lot of uh, great talent. It's so fucking it's, good. And it's classic been, work of literature, which I know you and I are both suckers for. Yeah. Period, but, New England period piece, I'm here for it. Yeah. I like looking at pretty girls. That's, you know? That also is going to lead me in a nice little segue here. Let me tell you a story. Go on. I'm like 11 years old. My mother has just gotten remarried to my stepdad. Shouts to Michael. Great dude. Nights when my mom was, because my mom worked in the hospital, so she would be gone some nights. And what Michael and I would do is watch movies. It would be like, we're going to get a pizza, we're going to rent two movies. Let's do this. And one night, I remember this very clearly, he rented, <coughs> this will date me pretty much dead on, he rented Legally Blonde and <laughs> The Animal, starring Rob Schneider. Which... I thought you were going to say Little Women from the 90s. <laughs> That's where I thought this was going. It was like, and we watched Winona Ryder. <laughs> and Claire Danes. Okay, okay. And Kirsten Dunst. But no, you guys watched The Animal. <laughs> and Legally, blonde. And, he's Legally like, blonde. and he's like, which one do you want to watch first? And I was taking the two in stock. I watched a lot of TV and seen a lot of trailers. And I said Legally Blonde. Oh, you mean you looked at Rob Schneider's face, and you looked at and Reese, Reese Witherspoon's Witherspoon. face, <laughs> and I was like, I think that I'm going to have more fun watching that for two hours yeah. than I am the other one. And you know what? Which one of those things has bred a fucking legacy of memes and things that people say in the streets, and a fucking Broadway musical, That's what I was say. And, like, <laughs> and is like part of our fucking consciousness? It is not the animal starring Rob Schneider. But can you imagine the universe if it was? If we lived in the universe where the animal was a Broadway hit. <laughs> that universe is uh, South Park. There's the episode where they're like, Rob Schneider <laughs> yeah. is stapler. Rob Schneider <laughs> yeah. is the animal. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's, that's right. right. It's doopity dirty 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 dad. That kind of dates us too for our... When we were actively watching... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say... People should see movies made by women. Yeah. A woman didn't make um, Legally Blonde. I, I did research that when I knew I wanted to bring this up. Oh, it was directed by a man? It was directed by a man. But I mean, it's still... A, a... I thought you were going to say a woman didn't make Little Women. <laughs> I was going to be like, I'm pretty sure one did. Yeah, she did. My fa my, my, my queen, Greta Gerwig. Oh, I was going to say Jane Austen. Or the Bronte sister. Or no, it's uh, Louise May Alcott. I think that we've oh, done Christ. this. I think we've done this on this podcast before. See, here we are talking about talking about great women minds, and I honestly, <laughs> and this is I do love literature, but I can't keep track of that era and those writers very well. It at is all. we <laughs> we have you on record saying I don't know my Austins from my Bronte. I don't know my Austins. And from I my said Brontes. you need to work on that. Yeah, uh, never I'll read any of those, and it was probably truly? because it was None like, of them? yeah. Because it was like, look, if they were if they were comic books with like Betty and Veronica going through that stuff, I'd probably read them. But you were against the written word. 
No, I was just a sucker for pretty girls. Exactly. You know? And you're told, and that's the, the toxic male mentality we have, you know? Sure, sure. That's why J.K. Rowling wasn't Joanne or whatever the hell her name is. Because they said they wouldn't be able to sell oh, they wouldn't be able to sell those to boys. Oh, that's that's, that's oh, what they said right. when those first came out. Right. Right. Whatever. She's really followed through as a paragon of progressiveness though. I know, it's really too bad. Yikes. So I just wanted to get that off my chest. Other than that, I mean where where do you want to go? What else what else is going on? Should we talk Jeopardy Goat? Yeah, or do you yeah, I mean, the main thing we want to talk about is the Globes. We're going to talk about... But we do need to get to Jeopardy at some point. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. talk golden, our Golden Globes reactions and our how we did on our picks. I'll clean up my movie. I'll finish my movie list. Maybe you want to do that? This. Or you want to do that at the end? I'll do that. I'll do that at the end. We'll save that for the big All right, well, let's talk Jeopardy. Let's talk fucking Jeopardy Go, bro. All right. <laughs> it's hit, been a hell of a week. Hit the music. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> we just play the success <laughs> music anyway. Just making Christian do work. <laughs> do that sound effect. <laughs> I like. You know, the sound effects really aren't the hard part of this. Uh... <laughs> It's listening to us that's the hard part of editing. The yeah, it's listening to yourself. <laughs> and myself. Uh, Probably more myself. Well, you know. For me. It's tough. Uh, anyway, this week has been action-packed full of fucking Jeopardy. You basically get 90 minutes a night if you watch the regular episode. Yeah. And then you flip it over to ABC and you fucking peep the hour-long two-game do you want to do you want to set the floor for maybe people who don't understand what a, uh, what a big fucking I'm still this is? kind of wrapping my head around what's going on because I wasn't aware this was happening till I you know two days ago, uh, but they've got the three biggest champions from Jeopardy past mm. all competing in a weird tournament where they play two I like games, the style. where they play two games a night. It's a series, really. It's and like, then uh, the winner, like the, the one with the most money of each night, counts as the winner for that evening. Yeah, so they get a they get one win for that. And they're going until one of them wins three yeah. games. Yeah. So it's Ken Jennings is up two games to one on James on Gambling Man. James, I call him Kenny Rogers because he's the gambler. Oh, <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> James. Uh, and some guy named Brad. And Brad. Who, God love him. He's just, he's from an era before we were as committed to Jeopardy. As right, we he's, well, now. he's even pre-Ken Jennings. He explained that. Were you watching his little... Yeah, they talk about how much weight he lost. Alex, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> yeah. Alex was ribbing him for losing weight. I'd love funny. to see Alex just, like, really cut loose with that. Like, man, you were a fucking porker. Huh? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's a weird match, because these guys are all, like... Talking shit, but having fun together. It seems like they're having fun. Yeah. yeah. It's like they all want to be, like, having scotch in their hands while they're playing the game a little bit. Oh, my God. How good would that be? It'd be so funny. I and Alex is like, that. go for it. Like, And then I, I thought it'd be great if they were going for, like, a month of this stuff. or like That'd be know. sick. I, I mean, the ultimate... I just want to see really smart guys do really hard questions. Sure. And, you know, the rounds have been, like, give or... They're not always super brutal. But they're a little. I mean, they're harder than they usually are. At least a little. They are. I think they, they do have a little more specificity to them. There was a round in the second game tonight that was. Uh, oh my God! Why can't I think of his name? Not Christopher Lee. Um, Who's the other really old man? Ian McKellen. No. Patrick Stewart. No. Christopher. Chris. Christopher. 
Plummer. Christopher Plummer? <laughs> we got there, see? Fuck yeah, Christopher Plummer rules, man. Like, my apologies. To all of those guys. <laughs> to all those guys. You guys are all fucking kings. <laughs> anyway, Christopher Plummer. There's a whole Christopher Plummer round where he was like, I had a friend who was, uh, had no money and he needed to fly out to Los Angeles. And like, and he like tells a story that asks a question and they have to answer it. And oh, I was like, they were pulling out all the stops. Cranston was on it. Been... Yeah, Cranston was doing chemistry Ugh. a couple nights ago. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Jimmy Kimmel's been on it. Glenn Close. I wonder if Alex hand... We were joking about this. About Alex being like, this is the fucking thing I want to do. This is what I want to see happen yeah. before this is all over. I wonder if he handpicked those celebrities. Or if all those celebrities are like the biggest Jeopardy fans. Or if they're like Alex's close personal friends who he has oh for God. dinner and stuff. Oh my yeah. God! <laughs> and he's like, you guys are all going to be on the big, the big, the big <laughs> tournament of... Champions of champions of oh tournament. What are they calling this? The GOAT. They're ca just calling it the greatest of all Oh, the greatest yeah. of all time? Yeah. Man, never before seen in Jeopardy history. There was also a great uh, uh, Bernie shout-out in the second the second round of the second game today. From where Alex? The, where the, no, where the last two <clears throat> categories were. I wrote was one category, and then the second category was the damn bill. <laughs> so that is Alex's, I think, mm, mm. his implicit endorsement of Bernie Sanders, which, yeah, Alex is the fucking goat. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird to see this all going on, you know, because because Alex is, I don't know, man. Like his health is just so waxing and waning, and it's weird that guy's been hosting that thing longer than either of us has been alive. Yeah. Significantly you know, longer. Even. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like <clears throat> the the game show. It's like the real game show on TV. Mm -hmm. You know. It's, yeah. It's the it's, NFL. Yeah. It's version the, of it's game It's the shows. bottom line. Yeah. You know. Yes. I would say more like the baseball of games. The gold standard. Yeah. Whatever. Like what, this, it's is, the apple this is pie. Broadway. It's, it's apple pie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Americana. Yes, you know, one of our greatest exports. His mustache, like, was sure. a huge deal. Totally. You know? I mean, the even the the legacy that it has through the SNL sketches mm -hmm. and stuff. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, sure. There's so many gifts. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> Mike and I really like to communicate uh, with gifts, and the gift keyboard is action packed with Trebek gems. I I ha should admit that I communicate with most people through gifts. Well, sure, but I, I especially you. I say often that the day that Mike learned how to text gifts was a long day <laughs> for e for everyone he knew. <laughs> but, but a great day. A great day. A really good day. Yeah. So this Jeopardy stuff is gonna go on for. I mean, are they doing? Four nights a week? Are they going to go tomorrow? I'm not sure if they're going tomorrow. I think it would be unwise for them to air that tomorrow on a Friday. I think less people would I think they'd probably them. rather drag it out. So if they do three games a week... If they're doing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And the first of any of these guys to get the three games, which will inevitably happen. I can't imagine that there's going to be more than... I, there, there's no way this is going to game seven. You know what I mean? Yeah, because Brad, God bless him... Brad's out of his element. He did have a he had we've, a fucking run. We've been run. comparing Brad to Edith. To Edith from, from Downton, Abbey. Downton Abbey. Stupid, stupid Edith. Stupid, stupid. You needed to go liquid you on there. Stupid Edith. 
<laughs> and Brad, you know, he's a sweet guy. He's Edith for but sure. But he's like, what? You know, that's pretty. So that that uh, that's pretty easy because Ken is Mary, and James is Sybil. I guess so. If we're just going on ages. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious who Edith is in that triage up there. Yeah. Like they, they. It's almost like they wanted to get Ken and James to play together, but they were like, we need another guy. We need someone to round this out. Yeah. yeah. And this guy, you know, has won the most money. Yeah, because he's won the most, like, he, tournaments of champions yeah, and things like that. Yeah, he's like the champion of the tournaments of champions. Ken Jennings has never won a tournament tournament of champions. That, I was floored. I don't understand. And James, James has, like, changed the game, but now everyone plays it like he does. Or at least tries they to. They do and they don't, and it's actually kind of funny watching, like, the... The regular game that we watched before. Yeah. That when people don't play that way, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Have you not been paying attention? Take the fucking money off of the board. <laughs> Have you been studying for the last year without actually watching the game? Yeah. <laughs> like, I really, I, like, my, uh, my method watching it, I'm more kind of, um, conditioned to James's style of, like, just kind of working it through the bottom. And yeah. It just makes more sense. Yeah, those daily doubles are the thing, though. The, yeah, and that's, that's what it's all about. And that's what did him in today. I said this <clears> to you <throat> that he, he in the first game got a daily double really early when he didn't have enough money to bet. So that kind of like I think threw his game off. And then he fucked. One and up. then he fucking missed one in the second game when he was up like fifty six hundred dollars. And, and that guy and Jennings and Brad had nothing. And that guy doesn't really seem to get flustered very much, but Ken Jennings is like the, you know. Like if Alex Trebek is, is like the mascot of that thing. Ken Jennings is his sidekick a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. There is something funny about James's game where I think that if he feels the game slipping away, he kind of shuts down a little bit. Yeah. Whereas, I, whereas Ken is like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna answer as many questions as I fucking can." And Brad just doesn't know what the fuck. He's just like, "Get Brad off the floor." Yeah, Brad. Brad's, Brad is Jared Smith. You know, like, you gotta, you gotta bench <clears> him. But that's the thing about Jeopardy is like. There's always a Brad. There's always someone who you're like, that guy's going to not win. Yeah, you you don't see a lot of, like, three strong yeah. horses pulling yeah, apart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's usually two people. Yeah, because as soon as someone feels like they are that third wheel, this would probably be me if I were actually on there. I'd be like, I would shut down and be like, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah. Don't you get $1,000 anyway? I don't know. I think, that the, I think second and third place get two and... $1,000. I mean, don't they pay for you to go out there or whatever? Sure, fuck it, dude. You're on yeah. Jeopardy. Yeah. As long as you got a couple answers right, who cares? As long as I can write something sweet to Alex. There's like... <clears throat> their Mike's, ad, Mike's tearing up. Their ad... They're, they're like... Their ad shows that Their ad shows thing. that guy, and it's like, have your Jeopardy experience. Sign up now. Mm -hmm. and it's a little weird, you know? I don't want to think that they're just like straight up capitalizing on the sadness of the situation. But right. Alex is also like, you know, if you wanted to leave now, you could. Sure. But instead... I understand doing, him not doing that, though. They're doing the greatest of all time. Yeah. Do you think that they, that the producers of that show have already chosen a new host? I feel like Alex probably would. Oh, my God. Choose his successor. I have dreams about this, man. Oh my god, it's like Succession meets the Young Pope. I have dreams that it would meets. be that it would be me. <laughs> you know who would actually probably be good at it is Ken Jennings, because James doesn't really have like 
good stage presence, but... No, but Jennings does. Especially now, he's been doing it for 15 years or Well, and also there's something about... Because you wouldn't want to, like, throw... I don't want to... I'm just going to play on the cliche. Like, you don't want to put Steve Harvey in there. Well, yeah. You you don't want anyone that you know. Trebek studied philosophy. Yeah, you you want someone who's, like... Who kind of is organic inside of the trivia world? You don't want like a stand-up. You need who's a, coming You in. need someone who's more academic. Yeah. Uh, but it's you know Alex was also a broadcaster. Is a broadcaster. Like right. he went to school for that. I mean. Right. Huh. I don't know. Time will tell. It's weird. It's weird to talk about. It makes me sad. It does, but yeah. it's also awesome to see this going down right now. It's uh, unprecedented. If you're a fan of Jeopardy. I'm sure you're with us. If you're not, I'm sorry for the last 15 minutes. Yeah, but I'm but, also not. But I'm also not. Maybe you should go, <laughs> you know, watch the last 40 years of Jeopardy. Um, it's on Netflix. Good shit on Netflix. I Isn't mean... All of it? it not like... all of it, but they, they... I think they rotate it every month. They put new... Oh. They, like, they'll put, like, a Tournament of Champions on. They'll put, like, oh. the Teacher's Edition. They'll put... We're at the Smithsonian this week. Like, they'll put that, those collections on. It's fucking it. great. Yeah. We play to work all the time. Where do we want to go from this? You know, one thing I kind of forgot to bring up, and it's where the battery died, and I did bring this up in my epilogue to our episode last week. I don't know if you want to share any thoughts um, on Florence Pugh dating Zach Braff. <laughs> Sorry to give you the hard transition there, but you were uh, upset. Uh, I Yeah, I didn't really expect you to bring that up all of a sudden. Here's our Jeez. celebrity gossip I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little side-lined side here. Um... <laughs> <clears throat> Mike's, Mike's ripping at his collar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my actual bone collar, not my shirt. Is I'm that, is trying that's... to tear my, tear my clavicle out. Right now. <laughs> uh, uh, so I think the, okay, among other issues was age is, but you know, age is just a number, whatever. He's legal. She's, she's legal. Oh God. They're consenting adults. Tough hang. Tough. That's tough, dude. I think I think that girl's gonna go through some boys for a while. <laughs> what? That's a. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. They date a lot of people. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah. I'm. It's not. It's like they've been seen in public together or whatever. I don't know. Sure. I don't know, man. Zach Braff. Your reaction last week was through the roof. Yeah. Well, I was probably. You're a little saucy. A little saucy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh later in the new year now. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Speaking of, speaking of saucy, uh, we're a little low on our particular battery sauce, so I think we should take a break, and then we'll come back. We can talk. We can do a little Golden Globes chat. I can talk about some movies. I mean, I guess we can tease Young Pope a little bit because the Young Pope is on the way. Yeah. And that's going to give us some better content. Yeah. Yeah. Than speculating about who's dating who. Because that's, <laughs> that's really what I never wanted this podcast to devolve to. Who's doing who? Who's doing who in Hollywood? <laughs> Too much. From a couple of dumb white guys in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what the world wants. The podcast you never knew you didn't need. All right, we're going to take a brief existential crisis, and we'll be right back with our Golden Globe results. I would have never sprained my ankle. I have lovely small feet, the best in the family. But I can never go home again because I'm in such trouble. Mom. <laughs> 
Mike is uh, was just taking me back over some of his uh, his accolades of destroying fuckboys on Facebook meme pages. Yeah, it's a it's one of my hobbies. It's a fight. You fight. I just I just like to be kind of a troll a little bit, but you know, social justice troll. You're a you're a troll for the good. Yeah. Yeah, I like to think I'm like a little. Little roguish hero, <laughs> little incel killer. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes it's like, God damn, people are just uh, living in their own made-up fantasy worlds. Yes, they are. And I do that, but at least I'm like aware of it. Mike's a Pisces. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the internet has made you aware of it. Yeah, well, I've, I've <laughs> done my fair share of hallucinogens and stuff. That too. Yeah, <laughs> shout out. Yeah. Hit the music! Hit the music. Psychedelic shit. Sure. Um, that was a little longer break than I expected, but that's okay. Yeah, but we got the batteries really good and charged, so what do we want to do? We want to talk about some the Golden Globes. Yeah, let's go into our let's go into our, some of our our predictions and um, do we want to do we want to do we want to talk about some of the winners? I mean the so Mike and I didn't I mean we didn't bet on any category, but we made picks on twenty two of the I think there was 24, 26. We were a little late to the game. We did miss the Ricky Gervais speech. Yeah, we missed about I, the first hour, which is really the only which is really the only thing anyone's talking about is that fucking speech, which. Uh, I'm gonna put Ricky Gervais on the list of men who don't go see Little Women. I don't really give a fuck with. He I says. don't know people like I, I just, do not care about Ricky Gervais at it's, all. Well, that's the thing. It's like he's a pretty outspoken guy, and sure, and and I don't know, man. If I had read a fucking award show, like it's my one platform to say whatever the fuck I want, you know. Sure. If I'm, you win that award, good on you. Your time on air is worth more than the hunk of gold in your hand or whatever. That's probably true. So, whatever. Who cares? He's been hosting that shit forever. It's like, you seem to hate this. If, you, if you're so, going to be so... Vit- like, it's funny. But I it's, guess. It, but it's also like, it was funny the first time. Yeah. Why do you keep coming back? Yeah, I know. Like, like you're, you're your not- entire thing about how this is my the last time I do it, like, means less than I'm like, well, you're fucking here doing it, so do it. Well, it's like... Go! It's do like, something, then. If he were... If he built his career around being, like, Don, the Don Rickles of our time, you know... But he hasn't. I don't know. They should have had what's his name come play uh, Don Rickles. Uh, oh, from from, from the, the Irishman. Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? What's he's a stand-up guy that. Yeah. Fuck the. Boss. Jim Norton. Jim Norton. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like you know, uh, the the Oscars are apparently going to be host hostless. Hostless for the second year in a row. Yeah, I guess. Who cares? I don't. I care. don't really care. It's amazing care. that their like minds are blown. <laughs> that they're like, holy shit. You know, more than one person, you do that all the time anyway. You have yeah. 400 people introducing 400 the, other people. The telecasts are, are strange. I And it's funny the way that we worry about what the telecast is and less seemingly about the awards somehow and about the, like... Oh, yeah, we were talking about just how weird that room is. Oh, my God, at yeah. the Golden Globes? So fucking weird. Yeah, and just, like, the interactions people must have. Yeah, because like, they're, they're much hey. more on top of each other, and it's much less of a, like, theat- Like, the Oscars, everyone is in, like, theater seats. Like, they're all just, like, sitting next to each other. Yeah. That one, they're, like, co- like cocktail tables. Like, they have the Moet very deliberately placed out so you can see it every time you... Adam Driver's right up front. Yeah. Patricia Arquette... Way in the back. ...is up in the nosebleed section. <laughs> 
<laughs> the the people placement is always really funny. Uh, Glenn Close staring right at the camera during one section was one of our highlights of the night, I know. Oh, that's right. <laughs> there was... They were just scanning around, and Glenn Close is eyeballing right at the camera, and the camera like got scared and <laughs> zipped off. The guy in the editing room was like, oh, go oh, to cut, 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 cut. Go to three. <laughs> yeesh. Yeesh. <laughs> fucking terrifying. Uh, shouts to Glenn Close. We love Glenn Close. But she was looking right at the camera. Yeah. She's sitting next to Jonathan Price. Is that his name? John- no, the other guy. Jonathan Price, yeah. Yeah. She's sitting next to him. Yeah. Just happened to be making it funny. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. I think that I think that, that was during the highlight of the telecast that I'm so glad we didn't miss. Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. Yeah, that was really sweet. That was really sweet. Everyone loves Tom Hanks. And it was funny, the, the progress of that whole... Um, section of the show where we're like Charlie Theron's giving the, her speech about it and you're like <laughs> when he steps out of the room in the in the story she tells Mike's like he probably had to take a shit the poor guy <laughs> oh my God. and we're like this is weird and then we're like watching the clips from the movies and you're like he's not dead the guy is not dead he's yeah, not dying he's not even that old and he's not even that old yeah. and, and it was kind of strange and then I don't know Seven seconds into Tom Hanks' speech, we were both, like, crying. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're like, we love you! Yeah. And he's, like, just talking about his family. You know? Oh, and his... The thing and he's, he's talking about What the, he said to his wife was just incredible, and... And just, uh... Check the gate. Yeah. Yeah. That was great stuff. Fuck Tom Hanks forever, dude. Yeah, Not he, fuck Tom Hanks forever. You, fuck yes, Tom Hanks. It's funny how he's forever. gone from, like, the... Like, good big brother kind of vibe to, like, sure. the dad. Oh, yeah. You know? He's, yeah. like, the dad of Hollywood. Yeah. And Hollywood needs a dad right now. They're lucky to have him. Because we don't have a lot of good uh, leadership in this country. Whoa. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, we can talk that's a, about... That's a, not exactly a hot take. Do we want to talk... All right. So now we guess we can get into some of these categories. Is there anything that we were particularly pissed to see? I mean, the... There were ones we weren't surprised. There was stuff that did not surprise us. The biggest surprise Every, the of the big night, ones everyone's talking about were pretty much people trying to be political in one way or another. Sure. I think that the, the, the biggest surprise of the night was the 1917 one. Best picture. Mostly because no one... No civilians have seen the fucking movie. So yeah. It was like, What? I'm surprised that cats didn't win anything. <laughs> no, you're goddamn not. I know. That oh, this is. I'm looking back through our list, and this is the. This is the thing that you and I at the time, and I think a lot of people who see movies were like, "What was uh, best actor in a comedy?" Went to the Taron Egerton for Rocket Man, and we were astounded. Our picks were Eddie Murphy and. Uh, DiCaprio, respectively. Yeah. And it's and it's like when you have those two guys. Well, that's what happens the, when you put musical and comedy in the same category because I'm sure his musical performance. I mean, is well, it's, it's like, like they sing in it, but that's like a drama movie. Well, isn't it musical comedy is the category? Yeah, but I don't. But the, I don't know. If it that's, seems stupid and arbitrary to do that. It's a biopic, because I, mean. I think that last year when What's-His-Name won for Freddie Mercury, that that was in the lead actor right. in a drama category, even though it's still... I don't know, you know, I don't... Sang it. I'm not a big fan of movie of <clears throat> music biopics. Bi- music biopics are especially bad. Like, yeah. I like, I, I, I'd rather watch, like, a historical figure... True, um, true. ...than uh, a, a, 
music ones are just always the same thing a little bit. This is a good this is a good place for us to put the first plug in everyone's brain that there's a movie coming out next year on Netflix directed by David Fincher about the screenwriter from Citizen Kane and his arguments with Orson Welles. Yeah. Which that's, is I'm just going to make that's I'm, the kind of thing I'll I'm going to make a really early prediction here for 2020. I think that that movie is going to be on our top 10 at the end of the year. I know we're going to talk about it. I know that we're going to be a, a really interested in Because we're going to be like, hey, Orson Welles movie. <laughs> Can you fucking believe it? And that guy playing Orson Welles is, uh, seems like a good up-and-comer up for film, but Ugh. but we looked, got a huge theater background. Yeah, we looked this up before we before we started, because <clears throat> I wanted to make sure that it was in our brains. And and I, I'm so disgusted with myself that I can't remember the actor's name but he was the he's he plays the boyfriend in the souvenir which was my favorite movie of the year and i think he's a fucking great actor but yeah we like his theater resume is just like incredible not a lot of huge film roles but guys the real deal and coming from the theater is great for orson welles that was part of his whole deal people forget that orson welles ran a theater like like his first like big explosive thing was he directed the voodoo Macbeth in harlem huh (laughs) <laughs> and that's like what put him on the map as a theater director as like a like a 24 year old or whatever what what a madman what a fucking madman i watched uh i watched f is for fake while i was at home over christmas have you seen this before uh-uh. it's one of wells like half documentary half a somehow kind of a strange narrative there's lots of him talking to the camera and him in the editing room and and then him being like a magician to a little boy by the train in the beginning. Love it. And it's all about imposters and fakes, and part of it is a guy who's a... Sure. Um, oh, what's the word for fake paintings? A caricature? No, no, no. <laughs> like, no, like a replicator. Oh, a forger. A, for- like, for- a forgery. Like art forgery, is that what you're talking Yeah, about? but isn't there a different word for that specifically when it's with visual art? I think it's an art forger. There's a really good documentary about the world's greatest art forger that was on Netflix at one point. Uh-huh. And he's like... Just, like, in jail, but in, like, house arrest, basically. Sure. <laughs> because he's, like, the most prolific sure. uh, art forger. Forgist. Art forgerer. Foragerist. Foragerer. I don't know, maybe there's a fancy word for that. I'd like to learn that. I just learned the word calipigus, which means to have a hmm. nice butt. Calipigus? Mm-hmm. Means to have a nice butt in yeah. English? Uh, well, I think it's Greek or something, but that's what it means. Wow. Credit to our friend Adam Blancas, who is an English major and Shouts. teacher of Shouts. We do love Adam. Adam had a good year as an actor as well. He was in a web series called The Now Show with Jack Bell. Oh yeah, I love that. That was one of my top ten of the year. I loved it. Maybe my number one. Might be my number one. My number one guy. My number one boy show. Alright, let's talk about some of the ones some more of the ones we so did. What, yeah, yeah, so like. what else? I mean we we both we both struck out on Best Actress in a Drama, which went to Renee Zellweger for the Judy Garland biopic, which... Yes, which no one saw, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like, why? Why? I don't know. How good could it be? I was excited for Rosanna Arquette, because I got Charlize right. Theron is incredible in Bombshell. I thought that we, we... That's what we both picked. I thought that was a good pick. Well, we didn't see Judy Garland, I guess. No, we didn't. But we both, we fucking got Aquafina winning Actress in a Comedy, which I'm stoked about. Good for Oh, yeah, us. that's right. You picked Driver to win Best Actor. Did he not? 
No, Hockey <clears> Phoenix <throat> one, remember? Oh, God, that's right. The three speeches I remember were Rosanna Arquette's, because I love her. I got that right. Yes, you did. Uh, and Joaquin Phoenix was being crazy. And uh, I really Michelle, liked... Michelle Williams is the other one everyone's been talking about. Yeah, and I, I love Michelle Williams. We didn't vote on that category. Which was kind of awkward, probably, for Ricky Gervais when he's like, keep it, keep it personal, don't talk politics, and she's like... They okay. like all did, though. But she's like, I'm going to keep it very personal, and it is political, and... And fuck you. And fuck you. I, it's my fucking time. I won the award. Yeah. You're the host, bitch. Right. I loved I loved Hakeem Phoenix putting the the award on the floor before he started talking. I thought that was really funny. Oh, didn't someone else get... Oh, Patricia Arquette knocked a girl in the head with her award. Yeah, yeah, I saw the pictures of that girl's face. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked. I'm, I'm glad that the awards were just being flagrantly disrespected and everyone was getting their political... Peace. Yeah. Uh, we we struck out on the Pacino winning Best Supporting Actor. It seems like Brad Pitt's like kind of a lock going on our way to the Oscars. We won't talk Oscars until those nominations come out. Those come out on Monday. We're going to have to figure out another way to... We're going to have to bootleg those or something. Bootleg what? The Oxers. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll figure that out. We had a hell of a time streaming. That was funny. Oh, my God. That's why we started an hour late. Exactly. Yeah, we could have saw some more of it. Miss on the Frozen thing. Drop Succession. God bless Succession. Succession won best drama. Yeah. Which is well it should. I, although I would say it's more of a musical comedy. <laughs> which Fleabag which Fleabag one? I got that one. Yep. We both got Olivia Coleman. You got Brian Cox. I got Hell Peter, yeah. I got Phoebe Waller Bridge. Actor in a comedy went to that Rami Yusuf guy, which I guess was not for his stand up special. I guess he has a show. I had no idea. I don't really know who this is, but Good Bill for him. But Bill Hader did not win. Uh, Culkin and Winkler didn't win. Merrill did not win. Arquette won. That's what you got. So, I mean, those are those are kind of our takes. So, Mike and I both independently went 10 for 22 on the categories that we voted for. And we did not all pick the same. We didn't pick the same. No, we did not. Yeah. And then, as a, jointly, we got 12 out of 22, which is pretty good. And we tied. I think that's funny. That's not bad. And that is funny. And we're just above... <clears throat> you next know, time we we're, next we're just above a coin flip, basically. If it were like two people, just above a coin flip is a wonderful title. Yeah, <laughs> that's really good. Save that for your memoirs. <laughs> Save it for your memoirs. Save it for your memoirs. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. There you go. There's a, there's our Golden Globe stakes. I some of these awards don't make sense to me, but they're not the Oscars, so I'm not gonna get bent out of shape about it. As we said in the last episode, the Golden Globes are. Indicative. Or indicative. But not... Not to say... Not, uh, I don't want to say... Prescriptive. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember what we were saying. We were just trying to do the Seinfeld bit on it. You've been watching a lot of Seinfeld. I know that. I was binging... I've been binging... I've been binging Seinfeld. Like, I've been binging some crap. I've been not binging crap. some crap. I was watching a lot of Seinfeld. It's good shit. You know. Those scripts are tight. They are. And it's just like... I think you said it's just like follies or something like... The way that, or the the Doesn't way that, like the way that, or maybe it was the errors, like the way that those, like, oh yeah, the coincidences of those errors, like I don't know, it's good shit. I'm not gonna go putting words in your mouth though. Well, um, and who are we to discuss the merits of Seinfeld? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. People don't already know. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people liked Seinfeld at one point. <laughs> I think Seinfeld did pretty well. I think for it itself. did okay. Did you ever see Larry King tell Seinfeld that he got canceled, and he's like, "You think I got canceled?" <laughs> 
<laughs> no. You should look that up. He's like, he's like, when Seinfeld was canceled, he's like, Larry, Larry, you think I was canceled? I was the number one show on television, Larry. And he's just like <laughs> chewing him out. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so funny. So what what else do we want to do here? I mean, I don't know how much longer we can tease Young Pope. But here I wait with bated breath and an yeah, open mouth. Yeah, so it's starting this weekend. Yeah. Holy shit. It's good. It's great. You know, there's well, good I thought, stuff I going it was another on. Of weeks. New Alexandra Savior album just came out. Everyone should listen to that. It sounds great. There's Jeopardy to be had. NFL playoffs. Apparently, everything's just gonna be fine with Iran. You know, everything's everyone's gonna be cool about it. Little, I don't buy it. Little schoolyard. I don't buy it. Schoolyard. There's a crazy. Scuff, there's a crazy uh, two-hour special on Jeffrey Epstein that I watched post Jeopardy Goat earlier. Yikes. Yeah, yikes indeed. We're tell me this. Was there more than one political party that was? Uh, you know, made to, made to look shady. You know what? They actually really avoided that stuff and didn't bring up any... It was really all is, um, it was all backstory stuff and, like, the events of what happened with the girls and not about how Ugh. that guy did not kill himself in prison. Yeah. Dude. What, what an insane thing. I know we've talked about this before, how that's just gonna be, like, the... It's our JFK, it's, it's yeah. our, You know, it's, it's nuts. It's like, or our... Or, or the new kids, 9-11, you know? Yeah. It wasn't our JFK. Right. We were not. Right. Right. But, and know, even, you know, and I don't know if I can take, I don't know if I can take ownership of 9-11. I was 11 years old, but 9-11 was an inside job, so. Yeah, I remember being freaked out. I remember it was weird being day. surrounded by a lot of hoorah flags and stuff. There were flags everywhere. That, I think, is what is what we're trying to do right now. It was like everywhere. Okay, we can't, we can't do this. This is, cannot be This is not a political podcast. <laughs> This has never been a political podcast. Our political podcast, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, is the podcast called The Guillotine. Yes, it's called uh, <laughs> it's called The Best Deal. <laughs> it airs Thursdays at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, let's get out of that. Do we? Should we do? Should we? Should I finish my movie list now? Yeah, unless you want to let me talk about this. Oh, yeah, you have a show. What's There's, your show? It's it's the dumbest shit. It's called The Circle, and the it's Circle. on Netflix, and I'm sure a lot of people watched it on New Year's Day all hungover. So the premise is they put a bunch of people into a house, and they can only communicate through the social media app. Oh, this is your fucking reality show. It's fucking, oh, that's right. It's, oh, my God. It's fucking bonkers. <laughs> uh, they, they either have to play themselves or catfish as a... Fake they all, so they only communicate like through like a Roku style. Yeah, they all sort sit in their thing, own little right? apartment and just yeah stare at the TV basically and have little text convos and winkies and stuff. And like do not that. see their faces. Yeah, they never meet in real life unless one of them gets kicked off. In which case they get to visit someone. There's a what? It is like it is like uh, super good uh, like. If you're sick at home in the middle of the day, kind of crap, but I'm digging it. But it's a, good, it's a good takedown of like social media stuff. Sure. I don't know. Reality TV is funny, man. And they're it's they're doing a it's one of their first examples of they're putting them out weekly, so they put out like four episodes at a time or something like that. Netflix is figuring it out, man. So people can get caught up with this and. Go week to week still? Yeah, like I don't know how it ends. Oh wow! So I should, so I can get caught up on this. We can put, we can, we can maybe have a. Yeah, if you want to watch like eight episodes before next Wednesday, I think. 
I'm gonna be busy the next couple days, but who knows? I might. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, honestly, it's the kind of thing to watch when you're like ready to go to bed, or if you're like sure. half napping or something. Sure. I don't like, do a lot of half napping. Well, if if you're like doing other shit and like don't really need to pay that. Yeah, much just in passive. But noise. then once in a while you'll go. Wow. I do like to, you know, on the topic of things to just keep on. I've been, I have a, this gigantic Criterion watch list that is just a beautifully curated 150 movies. <laughs> Things that I am like, I need to admit to myself that like, this one I'm probably never going to get to. It's bad how deep the list is. But I threw one on the other day because I knew that it was a, what a, a crazy one. It's this Japanese movie from the 70s called In the Realm of the Senses. I'm sure I know that. It is about, it's about geishas. And Ooh. it is the dirtiest movie I've ever seen in my life. The dirtiest movie. Non Flim. non pornographic. Flim. <laughs> Filmy flimmy. <laughs> what do you think the rating on it would be? I think when I, I did Google it earlier and it said NC seventeen. Okay. There I mean, how graphic should <clears throat> I get with what like like a do you want like a peak moment? I don't know. Maybe you can bleep yourself out. In the first twenty minutes, like the, what we did about in our, the first twenty minutes, and there's a bunch of things that precede this particular moment, but there's a scene where the girl is, and you're seeing it for real in live time in, in Technicolor. Yeah, and he's talking at her, and lights a cigarette. Like, it goes on long enough for all of that. And then and then it cuts to a close-up of her doing it. Uh-huh. And she... He is... He has... He's done. And he finished. He, he's... Okay, so it's... it's in her mouth. Okay. And she very slowly pulls back and smiles in his eyes as it dribbles out of her mouth. Wow. So it's porn. It's it's, like, it's, it's, it's a porn it's movie. It's already porn. It's a porn movie. And, but, I mean, or, or, I don't know what, I don't know what you got, but it's on fucking Criterion. Well, <laughs> so, is, so is the one that the deuce is based around. Yeah, yeah, Wanda. And, you know, there's been a fucking, there's been a bunch of movies, and I don't know if I've talked about this on here before, but I know I've... You've just been whacking off the Criterion. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you're like, this is the dirtiest stuff I've ever seen in my life. And it's art. So I don't it's have to, so, so you don't have to feel bad afterward. You can feel like culture. I guess so. That yo, here's a plug for all you for all you guys who are like, porn isn't working for me. Yeah. I need a lot of dialogue. No fab. I need a lot of dialogue. And I need lighting. And I want to feel like I'm, you know, I'm growing. And I'm learning. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and if and if and if and if that is you. Go on Criterion and go to French 1980s and watch all those movies. Because those movies are fucking pornos. And they're gross, you gotta some wonder, of them. You gotta wonder what the scripts are like for some of those things. I would love to know. I would love to know. There's so many things that I see on, on Criterion specifically that I'm like, I want to see what the fucking actor had before they came in that day. If anything. If anything. Yeah. What was on? What did the director say? Yeah. How did he stir you into this one? We watched a good Criterion short from the guys who made Uncut Gems. Oh, the fucking Safety Brothers thing. I, you know, I'm telling you, I think that we need to do an entire uh, short film episode. 
Because oh, I've because I've shown you that's a, a good idea. There's four or five that we've watched that I think we've both connected to that bear discussion. And now the Black Balloon is totally one of them. I mean Vorta, obviously. I think that that the rodeo oh, yeah. doc that I showed you. There's some good ones out there. This one's called The Black Balloon, and uh, it's on YouTube. Yeah, the whole thing is on YouTube. Yeah, so you don't even need Criterion to log yeah. into it. Yeah, it's cool. It's about a balloon wandering around a city. An alien <laughs> trapped in a balloon. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can interpret it in a lot of ways. It's uh, It's a really fun piece. It's good, and it's good like a modern... Modern art house, you know. Yeah, but it, but you know the way that those guys shoot their films, and I'm really, I think that my, I think I'm getting Mike to come see Uncut Gems tomorrow, so he can know what it's all about. Knock on wood. The way that those guys shoot, and the way that the, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what they shoot with. I, I, you know, I don't know a lot about spe- specificity of films and things like that. Films, but the, we just do a podcast on it. What do we? Know? No, I I mean like the literal like film they shoot it on. If those guys, those, yeah, like those guys seem like they probably yeah, want. They're to shooting it on film. At least the black balloon looks like it's shot. But anyway, those film. those guys definitely like really embrace an older look and feel like to the literal quality of the image, the texture of it. Yeah, you know, and I and I do appreciate that. Uncut Gems has a very cool look. I bet that's what the Joker's like, too. <laughs> Fucking, I, just, I just watched the volume thing on our sound recorder just peak. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you nailed it. You, you got me That was there. a good one. You got me there. That was a good one. Joker, bro. Joker. Joker did not win Best Picture, which is what we both put on our thing. And I'm I'm glad it didn't. I, I, I like... I like that you and I both have our head in the pits of despair all the time. <laughs> I just like that we haven't seen it yet, and we like talk so much shit about yeah, it. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> like I don't want to. I just am tired of hearing about it. Yeah, we do need to go see it. There's only one Joker for me, Cesar Romero. Oh, I had to think. About I thought you were it. Gonna, I had to think about it for a second. I thought you were gonna go like you're like there's only one Joker for me, Mitch McConnell, Mitch Hedberg. Oh. Did we talk about Mitch Hedberg in the last episode? I don't know. I love... Man. It's like... It's like, what would have happened if Kurt Cobain lived, Hendrix, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Mitch Hedberg? Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. (laughs) Oh my god. This is the... I mean, if you're not living... Just the idea of that makes me happy, and then immediately makes me sad again. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. That's my favorite kind of art, is the one that it's like, that was just about to make me so happy. <laughs> that Holy makes me really shit. sad. What Never. would Andy Kaufman be doing now as an old man? Even if Kaufman had died ten years later than he pretended to die. Yeah. I mean, think about it. He's He would have been the same age as all the other SNL cats and stuff now. Danny DeVito, Bill Murray, all those cats. Yeah. You know. Yeah, how would that, um, like, that mentality have... What kind of weird shit would he be getting up to, you know? It'd always be, there'd, he would just be pranking Hollywood, Well, man. he's the kind of guy that, like, if Netflix had been around when he 
was making things, he'd been like, I have 75 ideas for you that we can do as a quick little thing. You know what I mean? He would have been all over that. Kind yeah. of, that that style just, of yeah, he, pumping he, things doing, out. Just doing a special, you know. Exactly. And that's, well, we wanted to talk about John Mulaney. The Sack Lunch Punch, which is like f- so good as just a, this is all it is. Yeah. Here's just like a wonderful 65 it's, minutes It's of John something. Mulaney doing a children's special. And it's a genuine children's special. Like that, I was talking to Adam. Well, but that's kind of. But that's like, also the thing about it is that it's like not really a kid show for adults and not really an adult show for kids. But it's. But they're not. There's nothing in it that is like, kids can't. It's not like Wonder Shows in, where dude, where you're like, this is definitely not for kids. Like, yo, kids could watch it, but it's oh them sitting God. there like, like Sacklunch Bunch is like. I could do Wonder kids. Shows in all day. Oh, no. <laughs> But that's like Chauncey, the, bro. But that's like oh the, my God. That's like the aggressive adult parody of a kids show. Whereas this is like actually has kids singing about things kids deal with. These incredible yeah performers, the sack lunch bunch. Holy shit! These kids are great. These kids, the fucking numbers that they put on, it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like a huge musical theater guy. I think neither are you. Yeah, depends. But when it's so excellent, the way that those kids do it, and then they bring Andre well, they, DeShields they, they in like to do that one. They, like, got a number. Like, I'm all about that. Like, and they are fucking numbers. Yeah. The one that the kid sings about the white woman crying. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's kind of the standout one. Oh, my, my God. They, uh, but that they one all the, That one and the little girl trying just to get attention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said you're all going to stop talking Yeah, now. just a bunch of adults, like... <laughs> Ignoring her song oh my while God. she sings. <laughs> and the kids talking about their fears. And initially, I think when you're Yeah, watching, they talk to them about death. And they talk to oh them about... God. Yeah, they're worse. They're, and the kids are so funny and Initially, adorable. I thought that all of those things were like written and those kids were just like nailing jokes. No. But no. then as you go on and you're like, oh, this is all yeah. on the level. Yeah. <laughs> and then John Mulaney's up there like, what do I fear? What do I want my, my, he's like, I, at my funeral, I just want people to really miss me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's a good answer. It's an honest answer. Mulaney had a really good, uh, they just did a profile on him in The New Yorker that was very good. I'd recommend everyone read that. Well, I love John Mulaney. He's a, he's a real treasure, I think, of our time. And, and he's a young guy. He's like a couple years older than me. Yeah. What I think is, you know, his head's in the right place, I think. Yeah. Because he's I don't pretend to know these people. He's, he's, I mean, he's, he used to drink a lot. He talks about that. And I respect people, but, but have but he, know what he, that's like. But he got it together, I think. I don't think that's like... Yeah, but I mean, there's something about people that you know have kind of seen the the floor level of themselves. Yeah. And and then come from come out of that, you know. I I respect artists like that so much more. <clears throat> well, it's like you have a better sense of yourself. I feel like exactly. And self awareness is like what it's all about. I I want the self aware art that you make. You know, the delu- the the delusions is kind of what always clouds the. Well, it all comes from interpretation. Sh- yeah, people. good art always comes from that struggle. Anyway, you know. I would agree. I mean, the most successful guy in Hollywood arguably the most successful, is, like, Robert Downey Jr., who for a long time was just a punchline for being an addict and stuff. Sure. You know, I don't fuck with Robert Downey Jr. 
like that. Him. When did that that guy decided to stop being an actor like a decade ago? So did Johnny Depp. Well, yeah, like all of those guys would... did. There's kind of a pack of Brad Pitt didn't. Yeah, but you know what? If you gave if Tarantino gave Robert Downey Jr. a role, I bet he'd do a good job with it. Like, come on, man, Tropic Thunder. You know, I guess so. I'm not as big. I'm, not, still I'm not as big on Tropic Thunder as a lot of people are. But I think the guy's a good actor. I think he's got good chops. I don't think. But he, I haven't seen him do that. And I also know he isn't like since he, Zodiac. You know, like 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 I lost it with Johnny Depp because of all the fucking crazy. He beats his wife. Yeah. Like I'm done with you. And he also spends like a million dollars a month on wine. I I think that's I think that's cool. <laughs> And this is what's wrong with our society. You see, you I work see in the, industry. the kids, I like they it. go, what's king shit? There's cool bottles out there, That's dude. cool. There's bitch. fucking crazy bottles out there. <sighs> see. I think maybe those things should not cost that much money. And then they go, I'm going to be like the next Elon Musk. I'm going to buy a million dollars worth of wine. Do, I don't do, you are not putting me in this fucking basket right now. You no, mean, I'm not playing you. No, I'm not. being what's wrong with this society today. <laughs> This is one of this is our best episode ever. Yeah, um, someone said we need more a specific show to kind of focus on because <laughs> yeah, Young Trump is coming back, but that this is good shit though. Yeah, I should I should I ra- should I rattle off my movies? Yeah, that's what everyone really because this is like the part two of what we started last week. Yeah, everyone's dying uh, year now. At, yeah, Christian saw four hundred movies last year. Yeah, they were all French and Japanese pornos from the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> and he already went through the first 395, so... There's some, there's, <laughs> I'm just telling people that there's some crazy shit on Criterion. When you, when you accumulate this insane watch list, and you're like, and you're, and you're kind of like, I'm going to pick one out of this fucking row, and you're like, oh, this is the one that I've sure. heard is crazy, and then you're like, oh my god. you got like three tabs open at the same time. Oh my god. Well, I do, you know, I'm, here's, okay, I do, I can, if anyone from Criterion listens to this, your inner, like, the fucking way that the thing interacts is too slow and too shitty, and it's hard for me to fast forward in time on the things. I like this show becoming us just giving like, hey, if anyone from a, some specific problem I have in my life is, is, is hey, if anyone, one of my biggest, one of my favorite hobbies is telling people how to do their job. Sure, <laughs> that's why we're good managers. We can, we can. All right, we can save that for later. All right, let's just fucking let's launch into this. All right, this. let's hear the rest of the pornos you watched this year. All right, number seven, Uncut Gems. This movie's incredible. We should see it tomorrow night. Would the porno version of Uncut Gems still be called Uncut Gems? There are porno- or would it be called Cut Gems? There are pornographic elements of Uncut Gems. Is it? Is there? That's not like a foreskin joke, is it? Cut and uncut? Yeah. Inside of the movie? Yeah. No. I don't think so. In the porn version. He is movie. Jewish. Yeah, I know. It doesn't come up. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to say about it? No, because I want you to see it. Okay. And as that's the same with Little Women, and which is my number six, and we've kind of talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Little Women is such a good fucking movie. I don't know how... I, I don't know. I can't articulate it to, to make any douchebag guy go see that movie. It is so beautiful, and I, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Uh, it's Little Women. 
God, wouldn't it be great if, like, some for some reason a bunch of those guys did go and see that and, like, just change their complete outlook on women? Those are the kinds of effects that art can have on people. <sighs> this is Which what, is why... This is why, this is why we're such ro ro <laughs> romantics about the arts. Which is why people should fucking read books and go to the movies and go to the theater and go see live music yeah. and read fucking poetry out loud yeah. to people. Yeah. It's, the shit affects you. And it has a liberal agenda. Which I fuck with. Yeah. <laughs> My number five movie, which also has a liberal agenda, is Parasite. And that movie's also very fucking good, and I want you to see this. Uh, I want to see that, too. These these, la these last couple, I'm not as worried about you seeing. Is there a scene where a girl's standing on top of a table in that? No, that is the fucking Gucci photo shoot that the, I can't remember the actress's name, but the girl who plays the sister. Okay, I saw that picture and I was like, I was like, is that in that movie? No, that is not in that movie, but that is a photographer and art director who was like, this would be cool. I got you. I'm gonna make you look good right now. <laughs> she's, she's so fucking good in that movie. She reminds me of Shiv in Succession, in in the character's actions, and also she, her face reminds me of Shiv's. Are, where's that movie from? Korea. Korea. She's so good in it. That movie's, that movie's, I, I think that I actually, it's number five on my year list, so I obviously super fuck with it. I don't think I fuck with it as heavy as a lot of people do, but I think that in terms of like, truly enjoying a ride the whole way through, it's one of the best. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't know if it ha I don't know if it uh, hits on the gut level that some people feel that it's hitting on, but it's just like a fucking blast. I love movies like that. Yeah, it's the kind of movies that we don't really get anymore. It's just it's uh, streamlined. Well, and it's a f it's fucking. I mean, it's not Hollywood, but it's like you're at the fucking movies, baby. It was one of those things that, like when we saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, like when Brad Pitt is driving down the 101 or whatever, like blazing by people driving fast in the convertible, you're like, woo! Yeah. Like, this, like, good energy. The movies. It has a lot of that. All right, where are we going now? I actually don't know. Number four, Pain and Glory. Pedro Almodovar, starring Antonio Banderas. Ah, uh, yes. In a heavily autobiographical story. He's a. He's. He's a gay film director in his, you know, early 60s, mid-60s, or Antonio, you know. And he, <laughs> there's like a retrospective going on with his career, but he's trying to make a movie about his life, and he gets connected with an actor from his, like, big breakout thing from the 80s, which is what Banderas was to El Madivar in their own Okay. A working career, and, and he gets uh, hooked on heroin through this old actor late in his life. Wow. Uh, and it's just such a... I mean, it's so it's so beautiful, and his performance is so wonderful, and the, I, think I, I think I said this before, but the... Because it's all shot in Madrid and, and in, like, a village and the flashbacks that... I don't want to spoil the ending, but... The interiors of the film are so vibrant and, like, it's it's such a wonderful, like, vivisection of a brain in the way that they've seen their own experience. Pain and Glory is, like, on is, this is there same... like Is there that weird self-aware element of it being, like, we're yes. making a movie about making a movie and that this guy's playing this guy who's based on this guy who's... 
Spoiler alert, that's like kind of how the movie ends. But yeah. I like that though. I it's mean, it's fucking I'm great. All about and that. it's and it's kind of funny because it's a very similar movie to something like The Irishman, which is about like someone looking back on a life and once upon a time in Hollywood, which is someone <laughs> like looking back on a life. And, good then, year. and looking back on a shift in a Good life. year for old men. It was a good year for old men. Yep. But, you know, at least Pedro Almodovar is, is a gay Spanish man. And, and, not, and not a white American guy. No, yeah, that's true. Number three on the list is from a white American guy named Alex Raspberry. a movie called Her Smell, which is fucking sick. It's about Elizabeth Moss is like a Courtney Love-esque, early 90s, like, punk queen and her, like, brutal addiction issues and her just kind of, like, being an off-the-handle, like, belligerent rock star, and it's, and it's a great handheld. It was, one of, it was one of the last movies I saw before we started shooting the Now Show and totally influenced the way that, like, the handheld camera is supposed to move because you're really following this, like, caged animal the whole time and it's told in five succinct... It's a long movie, a long Ash. Chapters. Yeah. yeah, and it's... And it's fucking, it's so good. <clears throat> uh, she seems like she would really go ham on a role like that. And I don't mean John Ham. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't think of that until just now. Um, it's, you, I think that, that it's a performance that I think you would really admire. It sounds a little bit like Smack My Bitch Up. You know what? That's kind of the a, the music video, which is a great music video. That's sort of crazy because you know what there is a just chaotic energy. And yeah, it's such it's such good chaotic energy. That's cool, man. I fuck I I I I, I, I fuck with this movie heavy. My number two movie on the year is one that I saw three times in the movie theaters and we've talked about before and I watched with you my second viewing and that's Midsummer. I've heard of this. This movie fucks. I know this one. This movie fucks. I remember this one. <laughs> with with Florence Pugh. Yeah, that's the one. As the May Queen. Now streaming on Amazon Prime, I think, so anyone who hasn't seen it can finally see this movie. Yeah, you should watch this movie if you haven't seen it. It blows my mind if you haven't seen this movie. It's weird as fuck. And it's scary. It's a point. And it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful horror movie during the day. It's a great breakup movie. I'm amazed no one ever thought of putting a horror movie in a Midnight Sun scenario like that before. Yeah, you're kind of right. I don't, yeah. That's, that's or shocking. just that's outside during the day the whole time, you know? It's weird. It's like... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right! Yeah. And the movie really leans on that to be its thing, is that these... <clears throat> you can see why they would be uh, duped... Sure. ...by this... You know, nice presentation. Sure. God, man, I do want to watch that again. That scene, that scene with the cliff fucked me up when I saw it the first time. You know, I one thing I that like, I would really recommend to people is to watch that movie again, especially if you've especially if you've already seen it, and to rewatch the 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 first fifteen minutes that is the you know inciting oh, events of that thing which right. is like setting up Christian and Danny's oh, relationship right. that and shit the, was awful and what happens with her family but the way that that is exists in the movie as like this ideal epilogue footnote to what the real story is like it's a it's a like it's a horror movie it's a short film that happens sure. in those first 15 minutes then then there's like that wonderful title sequence of the the snow blowing hard on the trees and then it opens with Danny 
months later, obviously, waking up on a bed underneath the painting of the bear. Yeah. And Christian asking to, to go out. It's... It's fucking, it's fucking cool. The way that movie is structured, and I saw, I saw it three fucking times in theaters, and I think I've watched it twice since it's been streaming. The way that it's structured is ev- plays even more like masterfully on rewatches than it does when you see it the first time. It's fucking really good. The movie's really good. It's on Prime now? It is. Yes. <clears throat> All right. Now we can get our check from Amazon Prime. I just want to point out... Christian has been uh, <laughs> Christian has been has been stopping a lot to make sure that we're saving everything because <laughs> because as you might know we've had technical problems in the past so you know we're putting in the extra bits of effort yeah I just want to get I just want to get the I just want to get the takes yeah in. you're like just want to lock that in just want to lock that in. lock it in lock it in <laughs> just, just tap it in. I think everyone enjoys knowing the level we're on. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) My number one movie of the year is The Souvenir, which is a wonderful movie. I'm not surprised that it's not in anyone else's number one. It's in a lot of people's top 20s and stuff. Really austere movie from from foggy London town by Joanna Hogg. Martin Scorsese produced this movie, actually. What's the plot? Well, the uh, the woman who wrote and directed it, Joanna Hogg, she's she worked in TV, I think, through a lot of the '90s and the early aughts, and she's made a few movies. Are oh my god, I'm gonna forget all the titles, but the she made a great the one about Tom Hiddleston and and the like kind of family vacation in Italy is really really a beautiful movie. But she you know Thor two, huh? Was it, was it Thor two? That's what it was. They might go to Italy in that one. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, she, you know, she just, she, I, I just love her style with these, like, really, like, really, really wide shots, like, that, like, they're, like, almost voyeuristic wides of, like, the kind of group scenes, and the, especially, like, because it picks up such a different physicality of the people, and it really, and it does that in, in the souvenir, too, but... That, we're talking about different movies. And The Souvenir, it's a, it's kind of a, it's a her autobiographical story. So this totally fits in with Irishman and Painting Glory and all the other movies. It's all of these like older artists' retrospectives of themselves. It's like her story of being a film student in London in the, I can't remember if it's the early '80s or the mid '80s, but it's it's tracking this uh, young female um, film student played by. Um, Tilda Swinton's daughter, because Tilda Swinton, when she was in film school, was the actress that she used to like make her first short films and stuff. This is exactly like the Antonio Banderas. <laughs> That's exactly like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I'm, and I'm it's having fu- deja vu. And it's and it's like fucking cool. Like I like people doing that stuff. I do too. Because it's like I I I I feel like I know you a, a little bit, and I feel I feel like you mean what you're talking about right now. Yeah. There's like no artifice in front of it. Like the artifice is the point. You it's, know. It's like the opposite of the Orson Welles short where he's talking about being fake. And doing magic tricks and stuff. Orson Welles still lives. Orson Welles lives on the moon with Tupac. Huh. So what's the souvenir? Is it like a... It's in reference to a... Oh, I was going to guess. It's in reference to a painting. Is it a Hummel? Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Lock that in. Lock it in. Lock that in. <laughs> Good take by you. No, I'm, that movie's beautiful. It's also on Amazon Prime. People can watch that movie. I'm a little sad. I mean, I guess Oscar nominations haven't come out, but... The BAFTA, the BAFTA nominations came out, and the souvenir didn't get anything. And I was like, this is a British fucking movie that was definitely, like, easily the best movie. I don't know. There's no accounting for taste. Well, and it's also, like, a tidal wave of content. So people can be choosy now, and that's, that's why it's gonna make it's gonna make these award shows even harder to like. Well, and we kind of talked about relevant this. in the future. Well, and we talked about this during the telecast of the Golden Globes that it's funny the way that the Netflix movies get treated because it seems like they do get treated a little differently. Like people are not as eager to reward these streaming things, even though the whole industry has like fucking hoard itself out to well, play to the lowest common de denominator. Dying, you know, like... Exactly, but, like, Netflix movies <coughs> seem to, at least that, you know, that last push of things that Netflix put out, like The Irishman and, and Marriage Story and The Two Popes and all of that stuff, seemed like it was it was playing to the, the old 70s, 80s cinema crowd more than movies that come out in theaters now. Because that's like that's where the superhero movies are, and that's where the the, the bullshit things well, are. That's kind of been one of my things about award shows is like they're always you know the excuse to justify not really putting out, not giving the kind of artistic opportunities really that you sh could be just because they're leaning on all this fucking IP that they're just right. making money on. Right. So then you know once a year they can crank out some things and be like. We are prestigious, we are artists, and really glad hand bullshit, you know. Yeah. And, I don't know, it just, like, seems, seems like a, like that magic trick, like, you're waving one hand while the other does something else. Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. It's weird. And, I don't know what the, I don't know why they, I don't know, I'm sure there's a lot of money involved in it, too, you know, where people are like, well, these, like, look at A24, like. I mean, we've we sh we could get into that company better sometime, but just we've compared them before of like what Miramax kind of used to yeah, do. Yeah, right, right, right. Of just like being, right, we were talking being about the resident art house. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and but there's other places like that do it too. But like, we... like Annapurna and Neon, like there's there's a couple places that are kind of biting but that's, at their. That's where artists want to work too, you know. Totally, and we were saying this is before we started recording, but there's apparently a Coen Brothers. Macbeth movie starring Denzel and Francis McDormand that's coming through A24 in the next year. Which is Which is fucking insane. Crazy. I mean, like, just... I mean, any three of those names attached to the to, to A24... I was gonna say, Francis McDormand and the Coen Brothers is not shocking to me. Well, well, I, I kind of is, though. But I she's mean, gonna be great. Like, that's probably a role she's been like, fellas, come up with a Lady M for me one of these days. And they're like, alright, 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 alright. What if it's flips, and she's Macbeth and great and Denzel plays. I'm all Macbeth? about that. Denzel's sleepwalking scene, bro. Sure. Come on. I, we have no idea what the setting is. Knowing those guys, I would, there might there might be more details that I haven't googled for a while. But that initial report, I was like, what? 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 Yeah, it'll be interesting. Interesting. Pour to it see. down my throat. I I'm fucking those guys, man. <clears throat> Christian bought me a very nice Coen Brothers coffee table book. For oh, Christmas. fuck yeah. Have you been looking through it? This a is the Adam Naiman book. Yeah, it's cool. It's got, uh, you know, I'm a fan of coffee table books about, like, a specific filmmaker or 
you know, mm-hmm. a specific visual artist or something like that. Well, it's very comprehensive. They're comprehensive. There's the essays and and there's all my favorite when I was flipping through it before I gave it to him. The one thing that made my like soul so happy was seeing the index that a bunch of the photographs inside of the inside of the book were pictures that Jeff Bridges took on the set and yeah. stuff like these black and white photographs that you're like, oh my god, Jeff Bridges is walking He's around sets with a camera? Are you kidding? <laughs> and <clears throat> there's always a guy on set with a camera. Hell yeah, so it's like it's always good. It's good, funny to know that Jeff advice. Bridges is that guy. Yeah, it's funny that he was Kerouacking the. That was a clue tonight on Jeopardy. What Kerouac? Uh, it's the it's the city. The street on Larimer is the city where Sal hangs out with Dean. Yeah, where Sal hangs out with Dean before Kitchen West or whatever. It was. No, I the answer was Denver. The answer was Denver. Yeah. Nice. That's they always talk about Colfax whenever Denver comes up. It's the longest goddamn city in the <laughs> country. Oh man, we were street in the country. We were playing. We should probably wrap this up. <laughs> All right, we're getting a little tangential. Uh, this is uh, okay. Top five worst movies of the year. Go. Oh my god, that long shot movie was one of the worst things I saw all year. Didn't see it. I like absolutely one of the worst things I saw all year. And there was a thing on Twitter the other day where people were talking shit about Booksmart. You're wrong. Not that bad. Booksmart is good. It's good. No, it's good. We're not talking about good movies. We're talking about worst. Off the top of your head, quick go. Long no shot, time to plan. Longshot was the movie that put him in order that irritated me the most. <laughs> That's what I'll say. But you're like, "That's all I have to say." Is Longshot sucks. Yeah, that movie fucking sucked. <laughs> trying to think of the night. And I will sit that. down with any person who participated on that, or anyone who is like, "No, it's good." But I'll go for that one. Is I, the premise that he's dating out of his league? There is. The pre- is that the premise? The pre- what is that like? Why it's called long shot? The premise is: Have you the premise? <laughs> the premise is: Are you a Twitter bot? Oh, because that is what it feels like. It that's that feels like how it came to be. Was that it? That you oh, know, like, you know, you like, know the, like it was written by AI or something. Yeah, but only using Twitter. <laughs> okay, so like everyone just sh- talks in 140 characters or less. And hashtags things. It's fucking bad. And I fuck with everyone who's in it and a part of it. Boys to Men is it makes a cameo. I fuck with Boys to What's Men. What's the premise of it? The premise of it is that Seth Rogen plays a reporter at like a like a village voice esque kind of newspaper, but in Brooklyn. I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's just a website. I it's hard to say. Okay. But, but he's like Oh my god! I'm so stoned and lazy. How could I do anything? But then their company gets bought out okay. by Okay. That a, seems like a role he could handle. By like they get bought out by like a Murdoch esque like they get bought out by a conservative minded media conglomerate like the like Waystar Waco in succession. Okay. And he's like, this is bullshit. I can't believe it. I've been writing the most biting, incredible journalism attacking the right for years. I can't believe we're selling out to them. Which doesn't stand up super well against the way that he acts in his regular life. That you're like, oh yeah, you're like an incredible journalist. Oh, but you're full of shit. The movie opens with him at a skinhead white nationalist private meeting. Oh, God. Where he finally jumps out the window and he's getting a swastika tattoo. <sighs> and then, so he sort of like loses his job and he calls his best friend, which is 
Charlie Theron? No, it's Ice Cube's son who played him in Straight Outta Compton. Okay. O'Shea Jackson. I can't remember. I can't remember like twenty his years name. younger than. Him. Yeah, but it's like, but like they're buddies. Uh-huh. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and like, and they're just like doing like total dumb <coughs> rom-com chat with each other. Meanwhile, Charlize Theron is the Secretary of State, the youngest Secretary of State of all time. Oh. Under Bob Odenkirk's presidency, and Bob Odenkirk used to be That's an actor. First thing you said that is, sounds good about this movie. Used to be an actor on TV, and is like. I think I'm not gonna run for my second term because I want to get into film, and that's probably the fun. And it's like the movie should probably <laughs> that's be about that. that. Yeah. But it's the one scene, and you're done. Um. And that's the. And he's like, "You should run for president," and she's like, "I should," but she also used to babysit oh Seth Rogen when he was in middle school. This is the same movie. And he's always had a crush on her, and then they run into each other at Wait, a party. She babysat Seth Rogen. Yes. This can't be more than. A couple years Okay. Yeah, like when she was 16 and he was 12, she babysat him. Okay. And he got a boner in front of her once and has always been embarrassed. Okay. But then she meets him and he yells at the 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 Waystar Royco guy who has bopped him out and then falls downstairs. She, she falls down some stairs? No, he just says oh. does. And she's like, I... Th- and she... <laughs> and she goes, you know what? You should be my... Speechwriter. Okay. Yeah, I know. Okay. Great. I knew you were going... <laughs> Something And that's the plot of the movie. And then they fall in love or something. There's the plot of the movie. I would encourage everyone go watch it no, and tell you, me I'm you wrong. Said not to see, you said it's awful. I'm not, I don't want to see it. So they fall in love and she becomes president, right? right? Watch the movie. Am I right? Everyone should watch that movie. I'm going to get on Wikipedia. Watch that movie in Booksmart and tell me which one of those movies is fucking better. Longshot is not good. All right, everyone. You have your homework. We're going to be back in... Well, we're going to take a, we're going to take, Christian's going to be out of town. I'm going to New York City, baby. So, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a little province. I am going to see, yo, this is relevant to the podcast. I am going to see Bobby Cannavale in Medea at the Uh, Brooklyn Academy of Music. And when I come back, I'm going to tell you what Bobby Cannavale is like IRL. Tell me what he smells like. Oh my God. (laughs) Because that's the magic of theater. Yo, dog. We're so, I'm sitting in the balcony, baby. Yeah, but that guy, you're going to be able to smell him in the whole room, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bobby Cannavale, I do, too. I'm, I mean, like, like he's going to be, like, huffing and sweating and stuff. Oh, dude. He's <laughs> going to... I, I can already tell he's going to be so good in it. <laughs> he was in uh, The Harry Ape a couple years ago, and we were talking mm-hmm. about how rad he would have been as mm-hmm. Yank. Absolutely. You going to see any other shows? I'm going to see a show called... Cats? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to see a show called Or, comma, an astronaut play. Is it O-R-E? No, Or. Like, yeah. I like or. or Yonder? Yeah. Like Or there? No, not like that. I don't know. I don't know, really know anything about this, but I don't have a lot of money. Sure. So I spent $20 on these two tickets. I spent $40 total on these two tickets at a play called The Tank, at a, or at a place called The Tank. It's a tiny theater. Cool. So I'm fucking with that. That sounds cool. I'm excited to see that. I'm also trying to, uh, uh, we're going to go to UCB too, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, check out some of their weird shit. Yeah, they, I mean, they do like fucking four shows a night. They're like $7. I guess they like do podcasts and stuff. It's incredible. Make friends. Also, going to the Museum of the Moving Image for the Jim Henson 
uh, exhibition. And there's also, inside of the Jim Henson exhibition, there is a Dark Crystal exhibition. Where take, there are fucking Skeksis. Take pictures. There. Buy souvenirs. The souvenirs. Hell yeah. The pictures. Hell and, yeah. And the memories. Hell yeah. Anything else you want to say? Oh, so we're good. So we're gonna be we're gonna be gone for a minute. But when we come back, we will have watched the, the new, first two episodes of the Young Pope. The new Pope. The, the new Pope. The new Young Pope. And when we come back, I'm making this. I'm saying this right now. This is on record. There will be a Twitter and an Instagram. You can follow us at. You can participate in this podcast. Oh man, we're doing it. It's 2020, baby. Man, you're right. You're right. We got to follow up on our oaths. Yeah, and that's an oath. And I'll try to watch some of these movies that I should have watched. Shit, yeah. Next time we come back, there's going to be a bunch of shit. Yeah. We're going to have Oscar noms, uh, Pope, Mike's going to see some movies, I'll be in New York City, I'll be a different human being. This whole yeah. thing is going to be crazy next time we it's come back. It's a new year, new uses. New uses. So thank you all for uh, sticking with us. Shit, yeah. We love you. We're doing it. Good night. Stop counting, lost track of time.